of the passions, cruel and ignorant leaders of the heart. Men use the gods to be masters of the masses. Thunder is a divine tyranny as art. Why do you call me a godless heathen? Never judge Jews of the things which you stand. Promise of salvation, threats of damnation. This is the willful ignorance of man. Hello, all you beautiful creatures of the night. Welcome to the Satanic in Nature podcast. We are Sin. Our subtitle is The Gay Agenda, Baby Eating, Witchcraft, Polyamory, Drugs, Rock and Roll, and Everything Else You Might Consider Offensive to Society. It's going to get weird. It's going to get weird in here. Oh, yeah. This episode is all about introductions. To begin with, I am Cora Hall. I am a transgender, extremely left-leaning, witch, Satanist, neurodivergent, polyamorous, panromantic demisexual. I'm basically everything that scares your grandmother. So, <laughs> and with that, I'm going intro- to let my co-host host introduce themselves. Go ahead. Hello, I am Tomoe fucking Belmont. I'm a gigantic dork of various degrees. I'm a machinist in training. I'm a polyamorous, pansexual, biracial, satanic witch from the land of Gritty. I am a gender-fluid, non-binary individual. My expression goes from grumpy Scottish man to hyper-Asian girl. We are satanic in nature in every way, and we really can't help ourselves. We are a part of two awesome satanic communities, one called the Infernal Society, that is international and based online, and the other based out of Tucson, Phoenix area called Hale, Arizona. Hale, Arizona also welcomes people from all over, but takes local action in the area. For this episode, I guess we're going to really focus on the introduction of what it means to be satanic in nature. So there's like quite a few topics on this. It's kind of all over the place, to be honest. I can't even believe just how wide ranging this is because man, do people like labeling things satanic. Um, Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And it has been an epidemic for decades now. (laughs) And as a result, you know, I think we just have to start off with the kind of essence of it. So contrarian like i think that's the start just being against things uh, you know why don't you start things off that, that are popular specifically yes. being contrarian yep so what what do you think actually uh, is that for you because honestly i could i could go on but uh it's it's a lot for that it kind of just sums up to me as just saying fuck you to the man you know yeah. i think that's what that comes down to for me somebody just kind of doing one thing because society says yes and then it's satanic as fuck for you to just kind of be like yeah I'm not doing that exactly it's kind of one of those where we end up having all of these things that people force upon like other people in society saying if you do this it's wrong right who the fuck says it's wrong who made up that goddamn rule it's quite literally goddamn why in In most cases yeah (laughs) most cases so you know for me it kind of gets into the thing around questioning morality and saying where does that come from and you know who cares if this is the popular view why is that a thing yeah exactly uh to me it kind of gets into everything else right that we have to talk about today and kind of sets the tone because 
every type of thing that you could think of uh, around queer rebellion, genuineness, questioning, empathetic empathy, uncompromising, drug, sex, witchcraft, you name it, is all part of that questioning. We wouldn't be there if we weren't questioning, I don't think. 100%. Um, one thing I always say to people getting into Satanism is the most satanic thing that you can do is ask questions. And I 100% stand by that every time I say that. Yeah, I mean, regardless of any type of set of rules that people come up with, the essence of it is to actually challenge authority and to question. You know, the that's why Satan is even the, the symbol in the first place of Satanism yes. is the fact that what's more, you know, contrarian than questioning God, right? Yeah directly to his face which he stole it right out of her mouth i'm like yeah that's what lucifer did yeah fucker <laughs> like yes yeah so you know i i think one of the things that you know both of us are that really kind of gets into that is you know being queer i have been you know in my life I, it was unfortunately i had the distinct displeasure of being Christian for most of my life. And I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. We got the quite the spectrum on that one. You, you weren't Christian at all. I'm nope. jealous. Uh, it's something to covet for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I I'm going to say it's okay to covet. That's, that's a good thing to covet. Fuck your stupid I'm commandments. Pretty grateful about it, but yeah. go on. Uh, and really like growing up, I was told, being queer was wrong, but that gets Me to too. why, right? It gets into kind of, I think, everything around that. I, being trans, I quite literally said, this is what people said when I was born. And I asked, why is that? What, what was the, what was your, you know, idea around who I should be? Why does it matter? Why should I listen to what someone else has told me I should be? And fuck that. Fuck that feel like every person that's queer whether you're any part of the lgbtq spectrum has had that moment i feel like absolutely yeah regardless the first... of if you're christian or not right yeah it doesn't matter the background of faith or race really when you have that initial oh i think i i think i'm into that moment you just kind of have that oh this is this is wrong i'm told this is wrong and you have that guilt, regardless of where you're coming from or not. And it's just, just fuck that. Fuck that guilt. You're fine the way that you are. Cheers to that. I'm going to take a sip of scotch, to be honest, because that cheers to fuck that guilt. Like, fuck that guilt. You know, you sit there in the, in the front end of the fucking church when you're younger and you, you, you tr quite literally try to pray away all your feelings and it doesn't really quite work because, but that entire action, even the, fact that I was doing that was entirely based upon forced guilt from other people. Forced guilt and other people's fear. Yeah. And I think it was that act of rebellion that saved my life, to be honest. So that kind of gets to one of the biggest things. I honestly think that rebellion is one of the biggest things that you can do as a someone who's satanic in nature, right? Absolutely. In all of its forms, whether it's standing up to an actual fucking police officer during a riot or just saying, fuck you, I'm gay to a church. I had one the other day. So here, 
I'll tell you a fun story. I think that gets to, you know, even in little times, people assign what you should be every single day. And those acts of rebellion don't have to be a huge thing. They can be little. So I was at a, a golf thing with, for work where they took us to top golf and golf, of course. Oh yeah. It, it just makes me cringe. So Um, lame. It's so (laughs) lame, but you know, you go, go to these work events and you're like, all right, here we go. We got to fit in. And so I'm sitting off to the side and here's this guy who gets up and he looks at me and he goes, Oh, you know, have you ever done this Cora? Like, have you ever, have you ever hit a golf ball? Let me show you how this is done let me let me give you a lesson he was so mansplaining he was mansplaining very Uh, very hard it was awful and you're a former athlete yes so that's exactly (laughs) it he had no idea that in high school i played on the golf team i was a four-year varsity hockey player and the quarterback on a football team uh you know when i was a kid right it he had no clue what he was saying (laughs) You know, I'm glad that he kind of saw me as such a such a woman that he uh, decided to mansplain. It was kind of this weird moment oh, here. I was sitting there going, "Aw," like, but at the same time, <laughs> "fuck you." And <laughs> so I went, "Okay, yeah, show me, show me." So he kind of goes, oh, "You hold it like this. You, you come up and you stand like this next to the ball, and then you, when you swing, you want to make sure you make contact." You don't want to swing too fast or too slow. Just kind of nice stroke, right? Let me show you. And then he hits one, right? And it kind of goes, okay, it's a medium shot. It kind of goes off to the right-hand side, but halfway down the range. I'm like, okay, let me give it a shot. I, I really, really want to try now. I think I think you showed me quite a bit. So do you want any help? And I'm like, no, but just let me try it on my own once. And no. <laughs> Like if this man would have put his hands on me to try to show how to do it, <laughs> oh, I no. would have just, the golf club would have gone somewhere else. But the, I took the golf club and I stood there and I was like, okay, like this. He's like, yeah, yeah. Like that. <laughs> okay. All right. Let me, let me try this. And I just took a swing and hit one all the way to the back end of the range. It hit right down the middle and it hit the back wall net at the range. And I said, was that good? Did I, did I do that right? Do it. And it, it's those little bits of rebellion. I feel like that just are so <laughs> satisfying and, you know, you don't have to make some grandiose gesture to do anything. You can just. No, they're perfect. Mm-hmm. So. And they feel perfect too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, be, what's your favorite rebellion story? Do you have one? Like, Oh, I got kicked out of a Catholic Bible camp on the third day for inciting a feminist riot. I mean, as <laughs> one does, I just... <laughs> it's just like, T, you weren't raised in a religious background. What were you doing in a Catholic Bible study yeah, what the kid? Fuck? How did that even happen? You have not even <laughs> told me this story. Like, we've been friends for a long time. How did I not know about your Catholic Bible study? So, um, my dad, my biological father, uh, was Catholic. Weirdly enough, he was kind of, he fought with a lot of addiction. So of course they got him, but also he went to Catholic school down in Kensington in in like, you know, the seventies and eighties. 
those were things back then and they still are now but anyway so he saw all of the rage that i had in puberty when i'm like nine or ten and he signed me up for a catholic bible study camp so um the summer prior i had injured my leg in gymnastics and the start of my summer was just not great because my leg was fucked up so this summer i'm like cool i'm gonna make up for that by doing all kinds of rad shit this summer and by rad shit i mean staying in my room and playing video games anyway but now i couldn't fucking do that because i had to go to a fucking bible camp i was pissed oh my god i just can't even picture that right now yes did you have to wear a uniform thankfully no okay um it was just a a thing that i was brought to on the daily and my granddad my very atheist granddad i think he was like well you know you have to go you're committed maybe you'll make some friends and if there is anything about young puberty me it's that i'm stubborn now (laughs) That bitch could not be convinced to do a single goddamn thing that she didn't want to do. Young, fresh, proper hellfire baby tea said no. And there was no one doing that no. <laughs> <laughs> so on the first day, on the first day, I was flagged because when they're feeding us the bullshit that God made everything in seven days, here I am in my little grunge t-shirt and my whatever the fuck I was wearing probably cross-armed oh, yeah man, I wish you guys could see you tea right now just... I'm a tiny Asian woman <laughs> <laughs> yeah where do you go then just like eye con- eerie eye contact with the lady just arms crossed yeah where do you go then I want to talk to him flag on the first fucking day for that i think they fed me some some oh he's everywhere all at once and i just kind of went okay (laughs) (laughs) i don't remember the second day but on the third day oh man this is like the creation story of tea right here (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) on the third day we were separated out by gender the boys went to one room and the girls were taken to another room. And this pissed me off because this little baby version of Kate, what if you would have asked her what she wanted to be when she grew up, she would have very confidently said a dad and an assassin. So I'm already pissed off that I'm with the other girls because, you know, girls aren't dads and assassins. So yeah, already pissed off. Um, on top of being pissed off about being there so doubly pissed off now and she starts telling us that how we need to have a great relationship with god and how we're gonna grow up and get married and have kids and build nice quaint little households and be you know nice little subservient wives and cute little doubly pissed off baby t had a huge fucking problem with that because you know i'm gonna be a dad and an assassin when i grow up i'm not doing any of that (laughs) i'm not doing any of that so 
are a dad and assassin. So like that's. <laughs> I have dad energy sometimes for sure. That's what I mean. But uh, I'm certainly no assassin. This this knee really, really screwed me over for that. But anyway, I'm all pissed off, like possibly triply so at this point. And I start asking my little questions of this woman, like, well, why do we have to get married? Why do we have to stay home? My mom works. Doesn't your mom work? I start asking, like, just normal fucking shit, you know? And then all the other... Yeah, valid questions. And then all the other little girls start getting upset because, you know, this is this is Kensington. This is Philadelphia. <laughs> There's plenty of working moms in yeah. Philadelphia. And the ladies were like, oh, you know, if you want to have a relationship with God, you shouldn't work. So they're like, oh, my God, is my mommy a bad person? Does God hate her because she works? So all the other little girls start getting upset. and. I'm just like, yeah, you know, is God saying they're bad because they work? Like my mom works, my grandma works. Are they bad women? I'm getting real fucking hostile about it. <laughs> and all the little girls are upset and like someone's crying at this point. And I'm just sitting here like, yes, yes, let the hatred flow through you. Like the fucking emperor from Star Wars. <laughs> and I'm just riling everybody up. And they put us all in timeout. And they separate us and they tell me specifically not to speak. And they give us coloring pages for the rest of the day. And when my granddad picks us up, (laughs) the very frazzled looking woman says to him, she's not invited back. And my granddad, my granddad, who had one eye, mind you, this Vietnam vet with one eye who wore an eye patch over his fake eye goes, oh, no, what did she do? what can I can I ask what she did <laughs> and she's like oh she I think they said something that I like started a fight or something dramatic and he's like oh well I apologize on her behalf I'll take her home we we can't we won't bring her back we get in the car he lets me sit up front which he never fucking did turns the car on looks at me and goes what did you do because he knows I'm not gonna bullshit him so I launch into my, my, my tale about how they put me with the girls and that's wrong and talking about how women shouldn't work and that's not cool. And I get real riled up and I tell him and I just watch his face just break into a smile because he just <laughs> can't help himself because I'm such a little shit. And that's <laughs> the way that he raised me. And then he took me to get ice cream. And told me that I did good. <laughs> That's my best story of rebellion. That is awesome. That's not your best story. I, there is some. There's some other stories. We'll save those. Those are. I I feel like that is so T though. That yeah. was the creation of T. I feel like that the creation is, of me. The creation. <laughs> but uh, you know, honestly, that was all about just questioning, right? Like. Oh no, you asked a question. My goodness. Where'd he go then? Demonic. (laughs) Where'd he go then? I want to talk to him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. That's the thing though. It came from came from real like genuine concern for something, right? Like you It did. They said, you know, I should stay home and marry a man and not work. But like (laughs) 
What about the ladies who do work, who do not stay home? Is their relationship with God sullied forever? Yeah. And what's interesting, I know the Bible better than most Christians do, like by a lot. Um, and it'd be like hindsight's 2020, right? Like going back to this, it would be great to just question them more. Like I, I, I have dreams about sitting in fucking Bible class and just starting to ask questions. It would be the best. Was there any powerful women in the Bible? There were, they got it in and out by men. Well, actually there still is. They didn't yeah. even edit all of them out. And that's the thing. Like, if you actually look at the Old Testament, like, there's an entire book called Ruth. Like, are you kidding me? Like, fucking Ruth. <laughs> like, uh, it just, it kind of blows my mind um, sometimes that people don't even know their own book. Well, this is where my favorite joke comes in. And I said it to someone at work and they actually left. What's the difference between a Christian and a Satanist? What's that? The Satanist has actually read the Bible. Hey! <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's, that's much, much cleaner than my really dark Christian joke that I did the other day. I think that's still my favorite. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I don't even know if I want to tell it here. It's pretty, it's pretty dark. I mean, we can always edit it out. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Here we go. So... Uh, you know what those little crosses on the side of the road, road tell me about Christians? They must be really fucking bad drivers. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I, did, I did warn you. It is kind of, you know, dark. It's a little dark. I care. Like, <laughs> see any jewish cross you know jewish stars or, or stars of no. david right or fucking like you know no. any other symbols there's no pentagrams on the side of the road like they're sure crosses. crosses damn <laughs> oh man i'm going to hell uh, <laughs> we both are we'll be there together i'll save you a seat if i get there first sounds good we'll party with freddie mercury and just like, all the fun people all the fun and, like, people the stipulations for getting to heaven leads me to believe that there's really nobody up there anyway so yep and they conveniently ignore the fact that there's an entire chapter called the 144,000 that says only 144,000 are going to heaven is that a thing that is an actual thing yes oh shit <laughs> yeah i bet they like, leave that out left and right like fuck i've never heard that before they don't even oh, know their own book, like i said so um oh, yeah shit. yeah that's that's so, not a very big number nope and how many people are here on the earth who are christian i think a billion I, I several billion <laughs> goodness so, what i was told by my my pastor when i said that one and i asked why why is it only say 144,000 and he was like well that's just a symbolic number and i'm like but you said the no, that's a pretty concrete number yeah but in my head i'm thinking but the you said the bible is literal so how do you have both how's the bible literal but symbolic i don't know that's called this is bullshit <laughs> 
and I'm not trying to outright say it's bullshit because I'm still trying to sell it to you. But see, I think that's that's the thing. I, you know, what it shows here is that we're unwilling to compromise. Like we don't, as that's one of the most satanic in nature things you can do is when you see something that is wrong, that is you can't reconcile with, you know, I think now that you'll, I've allowed myself to, I never compromise anymore. I will never compromise again. Right. Now that you, it, you feel like, you know, better. Because it took you're not me a just... while to get there. Yeah. Like I yes. wasn't, I wasn't baby T <laughs> creating riots, but I, I still think the only time uh, I really uh, did some rebellious shit like during the middle of all that. I mean, actually not the only time, but one of the mm-hmm. best times I was when I lost my virginity, but that's, yeah. That's an intense story. <laughs> I don't know if I should tell it though. Like that is. Right? Uh, maybe oh, maybe man. a special bonus episode. <laughs> that's a, that, that should be a special bonus episode. We'll, we'll just talk nature about after hours. <laughs> after hours. All right. We'll see it. Okay. Hear that? Yeah. So, you know, once you get out of that world that people tell you, you can't do things, it makes things open. Suddenly the world seems a lot bigger and a lot brighter. Yeah. I mean, quite literally brighter. Yes. It's it's not, you can't do this. It's not doom and gloom, hellfire. It's yeah. Options. Satan, the light bringer, right? You know, just wait a minute. I don't have to feel guilt anymore. I have all of these new things that I can go and do. And it, this isn't just Christianity. I, I think it's just organized religion in general. Anytime yes. someone dictates that you have to follow a certain moral set of rules. It's like, wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. Short it's wrong, of, but, you know, yeah. don't kill each other. Like that's that's really the bare minimum there. Don't kill each other. You're you're fucking you're good. Like you're good. <laughs> you don't need some fucking person to say that this imaginary being or whatever has this set of rules for you and you shall be rewarded after you die, which is pretty fucking weird and convenient if you ask me, because there's no way to quantify that. Like, can I, just, can I just say it's abusive? Like, that is abusive. That's fucking. That's fucking weird as fuck. Okay, like after you die, you'll go to this magical, wonderful place if you follow this very dull, very shitty set of rules that we have for you. What? What? Why does anyone feed into that? But I, I, I think the greatest evil that it creates, and this, you know, that's the interesting thing is I feel like coming out and being a Satanist and things have truly taught me what is actually evil, right? Yes. Because when you start to question everything, right, that allows you to kind of actually look back at yourself and say, no, I actually feel like this is wrong or without any influence from outside or other people, this is how I feel. And one of the things that I think is super evil is the fact that people take those rules and they live their entire life by those rules. Yes. Like it's weird. It, so much so that they kind of give up on the rest of life and the rest of people and the rest of society. And they don't care about saving anybody else. There's no empathy and there's no compassion. 
They just care about themselves. Yeah, it's sad. It's barbaric. Um, it's just fucked up. Like, and like, I, I saw a meme a while ago. Basically, the gist of it was like, I got told in church to care for other people. And now that I'm an adult and I'm actually trying to do it, and I'm being told, no, stupid, don't do it. It that just about that's what that made me think of just now. I, it's wrong. It's barbaric. It's terrible. Be satanic in nature and go Next with what and rock you and roll. Know. Yes. Know. yes, go with what you know. Have fun. Be safe. Care for people around you. Imagine that. Care for others. I don't. I you know. It's wow. A concept. Uh, but. <laughs> I think one of the things that we also both do that has been something that you've done a long time, but I only experienced once I started kind of being able to do these things is witchcraft. And I think uh, yes. we're gonna have to do a whole fucking episode on witchcraft. We shall. We shall. Yes. Yajon Tomoe is a long time witch, listeners and friends. <laughs> and I may be newer to it, but I went deep. Holy shit. <laughs> you're no you're no fucking spring chicken. Like <laughs> you're fucking in it. And I'm just like, wow, goddamn. Okay. <laughs> yeah. As I look back on my statue of Hecate, I don't, you know, nothing. Um, I don't want to ever feel like I can't empower myself ever again. That is the beauty of both Satanism and witchcraft, it is structured around self-empowerment rather than subservience. Like that's the biggest defining difference when people ask me like, well, you're not about organized religion, so why are you both a Satanist and a witch? That is the defining factor for me personally because those two things tell me that I can believe in me and be powerful and great and awesome i don't have to bend myself to fucking anyone or any fucking thing and there is so much value with that it makes you feel powerful rather than guilty and weak mm-hmm. and i that's the part that actually makes me so into it is that it gave me a reason to feel alive feel like i could do things again you know and you are powerful you are powerful it's like a it's a like a religion that does nothing but give you self-affirmations right like yeah imagine that positivity and rather than negativity and the best part self-worth like post-ritual i'm always like I feel like a million fucking dollars. Like there's that certain, like there's that certain satisfaction that you have. Like you're kind of tired. Like I'm sure you've experienced this. You're kind of tired, but you're just so up because you have like this fucking buzz that cannot be matched post ritual. It's amazing. A hundred percent. And I, it, for me, it's like one of the best feelings in the world is just that, it kind of, it's almost like taking, letting out a deep breath and like you feel that 
ah, like just sense of you've just come down from something really involved. Like a workout. Yeah, a workout. But your brain, your body, and every bit of your being is ready and satisfied, I think is the best thing that a term that I could use. Yeah. The satisfaction of a successful ritual is very specific. Um, And that is when new witches are talking to me. I'm like, ultimately the goal at the end of the ritual is to feel satisfied or fulfilled in some fucking way. Like you want this symbolic act to mean a thing. And that is the end result that you're going for. That means for you. Not for anybody else. I mean, and it can be for for somebody else. I shouldn't say that. It can be for someone else if you're doing a group ritual, right? But in the end, it's still empowering. And you're looking to empower that other individual. And that other individual should feel the satisfaction after that ritual, right? Agreed. Yep. And also, what a loving act, right? Can you, like, can I just say that group, like ritual, regardless of what anybody else thinks of it, it maybe seemed creepy or weird to other people, but when you actually are in it, I, I don't think there's any greater feeling if you, it's for you than that post, but also I don't think there's any more satisfying feeling than to do something for somebody else. This is true. Yeah. That it's like, I don't know. It just fills you up in a certain way, like a satisfying meal, but like different, obviously. Uh, I can't describe it. It's very rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always so pumped to have a group ritual. Like I, (laughs) it's just, fuck. Yeah. I'm an addict. Ah. And I think I'll close on this. We look fucking great in some awesome, ritual garb i i i don't care who you are it's true you put on a witchy fucking cloak and some devil horns and some makeup and some cool shit and try not to feel powerful yeah try not to feel like a badass i dare you (laughs) to dress yourself up like a witch and do some fucking magic things let's be real here talking about fucking magic and not feel like some kind of like ancient and powerful amazing creature like you just bruh (laughs) it's awesome (laughs) and honestly on that note i i think this is where we got to end but you know every time i get on with you tomoy it's just one of the best things ever so feel shiny yeah (laughs) uh we'll wrap up and we'll call an end to this and i hope you guys all enjoyed this is our first episode and obviously we're looking for feedback feel free to rate us and uh give us some feedback as we uh go along hope everyone enjoyed yes you can find us at satanic in nature at gmail.com um this is all we got stay safe uh stay rebellious (laughs) Thank you for listening to us today. If you'd like to support us, please go to patreon.com slash satanic in nature or go visit our website at satanicinnature.com and check us out. 
I also want to thank and give a huge shout out to the people who provide us our intro music today, which is the band Standing at the Back. They are an awesome punk band, and I would suggest checking them out on Spotify. <laughs> 